0: Puck will roll in on Kochetkov. Find its witness point, it doesn't get through as that stings Pesci, and Anaheim scores. Puck hit Brett Pesci up in the throat and dropped. Down quickly, and the Ducks, Adam Henrique, it's his eighth of the season, and Anaheim gets the first one here on the pond, Good play by Nason, it finds Drury, sent across for Shea, his shot, he scores! Brady Shea, starting the Canes again on the offensive side of Set across for Spechnikov Burns, back to Spechnikov down low for Nason, out in front for Ahu, shot right on, and Gibson, with his best save of the period, keeps this one a one-goal lead for the Ducks. Waiting with it, intent to let the clock melt away, it was back in it, and now a quick pass up the boards. Set across, Zegers, coming in, and Kocetkov robbing Max Jones at the horn. Ahu gets it to slaving shot doesn't get through, rebounds there, and he scores! Sebastian Ajo oh, oh, staying red hot, and the Canes have tied it at two. You know, sent around the boards and back in the zone. Again, cannot say enough about this line is done. As Martin comes up with a steal inside the duck blue line. He gets it to Fost behind the net. Back up top for Burns. Burns gets a shot through. They score! Jordan and shot. That's blocked by Esper Foss. Shot from the corner. And across, Kochetkov, Nietzsche, another save for the Canes netminder. Zegres will finally call for a change. And the Ducks are going to try to take advantage, as Carolina does. Pesci gets back, shot put on, the score. Coming on to the ice, Ryan Strom takes advantage of the Canes change. And the Ducks get the extra point, 4-3 here tonight.
1: Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast with your host, Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And now, here's Adam. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Hurricanes, a 4-3 overtime loser to the Anaheim Ducks in Anaheim. And the Canes are now 2-6. and six. In overtime, they are two and zero in shootouts, two and six in overtime. And I think what the Ducks showed you in overtime was, if you have the puck, the other team can't score. So they valued possession, waited for the right time, waited for Andrei Svechnikov for a very strange line change. I mean, I realized that the Ducks were also changing lines. But they had the puck. You can't do that, and it cost Carolina the game-winning goal. But they got a point out of it, and Carolina, frankly, was not very good in the third period. So uh, maybe getting a point out of this game is a just result. And I actually think that this is what the Hurricanes deserved out of They didn't deserve a loss because I think they played. Uh, they played hard. Actually, played I think pretty well certainly for two periods. Just didn't get enough out of that playing well. That has been the issue for this team pretty much all season. For By the way, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find that at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy his crew do a great job. So if you need windows or entry doors or storm doors, whatever it is, they've got it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Uh, You couldn't see this because we're not on video tonight. Uh, But I was pointing to the outside of my house. If you need anything for the exterior of your home. And I waved. Um, Hurricanes were okay tonight. Played well enough to win, but they were not sharp tonight. This game reminded me in some ways of the game at Colorado which we will all remember for a bad hurricanes performance certainly a uh, an uncharacteristically uh scratchy sebastian Ajo performance but carolina generated enough chances to win they had enough like legit scoring chances to win they had 19 chances uh that natural stat trick Determined were grade A opportunities. Nine of those in the second period, they scored twice in the second. They had six of those in the first, scored once. They were probably good enough to score more than the three goals they did. But they didn't. They weren't very good at all in the third period. And ultimately, that was the difference in the game. Should have won. And honestly, I didn't think they got great goaltending today. They didn't get bad goaltending, but it wasn't great. And certainly the overtime goal, uh, I think, is uh, one that Kachetkov would like back. More than that, I think the first goal is what is one that uh, Kachetkov would probably like back. But with that said, Ducks played well. Ducks have some talent. They're not great. Carolina had tons of chances, but they sort of allowed... Anaheim to have a few few chances that Carolina would normally not give up. But we're going to go through it. Uh, we'll talk about the goals and we'll talk about where we are. Uh, hurricanes are now 14-6-6 six six on the season. So, 26 games in. Tomorrow, not tomorrow, next Saturday, the next time they play, will be as close to one-third of the way through as you can get. 27 games in, that's 81, so we're just one game shy of being a third the way through the season. And it's hard to really be upset with where the Hurricanes are. I mean, to be perfectly honest, and we all know this, the Hurricanes have not played I think consistently their best hockey. Yeah, the last few games, it has certainly started to look a lot like their best hockey. I thought they were really good in Anaheim. I thought they were really good after a slow start in St. Louis. Thought they were really good in Pittsburgh. Thought they were really good at home against Calgary. Uh, and by the way, all of those teams—not tonight—all of those teams were our uh, playoff-caliber teams. I mean, they're not all going to make playoffs, but they're all playoff-caliber teams. So nobody should overlook the fact that, for the most part, of late, they've actually played much better. And I didn't think they played badly tonight. I think their problem was they were just not sharp. So, and I'm not going to blame it on anything. I'm not going to blame it on going to the beach or whatever the guys did. Uh, you know, sneak on, hop a fence at Riviera and uh, and go play there. I don't know what they did. Um, but the this game had opportunities sitting there that they really could not take advantage of. Carolina had a couple of really good power plays in this game, but ultimately, they didn't connect on them. Uh, And just real quick to the standings, and we'll uh, point out the Devils won tonight. The Devils have now won 18 of their last 20 games. They are 18-1-2 in their last 20 games. They are 21 Four and one overall, 43 points. They are nine ahead of Carolina. Pittsburgh and the Islanders, Pittsburgh won, the Islanders lost, are fourth on 32 points. The Rangers, who lost tonight, 12, 10, and 5, 29 points, fifth in the Metro and outside of the playoff cut line. In fact, so is Florida at this point. Florida lost in Winnipeg. On Tuesday night. Boston setting the pace. Toronto won in Dallas. So Toronto was just three back. Detroit doubled up the Lightning in Tampa. And the Red Wings and Lightning are 31 apiece. And by the way, Hurricanes next two games, Saturday and then Tuesday, first on Long Island, then on Tuesday in Detroit. So then you come home against Seattle, their playoff team. Dallas is a playoff team. So the schedule's going to get really, really hard coming up. Although I wouldn't think the schedule that the Hurricanes have played so far has been easy given that 17 of the 26 games that have been played have been on the road. They have not played two consecutive games on home ice all year long. We're about to play a whopping four in a row at home once Carolina gets back from Detroit on Tuesday, and that's good. They will need that. Uh, I think they play Thursday of that week, Saturday, and Sunday, and then I think it's Tuesday again. So uh, they're going to start coming fast. The Hurricanes probably need that almost as much as they need Tavo Teravinen to score a goal. So let's go through... The goals, as at least I saw it, and again we're not going to spend a ton of time here tonight because it's uh, it's you know past the international dateline. I don't know what it's, it's it's very late. First shot of the game, Kevin Shattenkirk unleashes it. I think it was uh, puck was dislodged by Troy Terry, but uh, Shattenkirk takes the shot from just inside the blue line uh adam henrique comes to uh kind of deflect it redirect it whatever you want to call it uh he had the blade of a stick it looked like it might have been above the shoulder i don't know if that's uh knocking it down with a high stick or not it certainly would have been uh reviewed if the uh the deflection had gone past kachetkov but it never got to kachetkov because it deflected off of his stick right into the neck Of Brett Pesci, went straight down to the ice. Then Henrik just kind of picked up the puck, wheeled and wristed it past Kachetkov. Uh, Looked like it was low glove side. Uh, To me, that's a goal that I think Kachetkov probably thinks he should have saved. And I think that if you were looking at the top goaltenders in the league, they'll probably all say the same thing about if I had allowed that goal, I would be upset with myself because essentially he was there. I mean, Konchekov was there. I have noticed one thing about him that is a little bit disturbing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just him, and it's easily overcome. He, he stays down a lot, and he makes himself small. He's already not a huge guy. He's not tiny. It's not like 5'4". I think you need to stay on your feet a little bit better. Stay on your skates rather than go down low to the bottom of the ice because he got beat low anyway. So that was Enrique's eighth goal of the season and his uh, 13th in his career against the Hurricanes. So that happened four minutes in. Five and a half minutes in, Brady Shea took a beautiful pass from Jack Drury and Tied the score.
0: Good play by Nason. It finds Drury. Sent across for Shea. His shot. He scores! Brady Shea! Starting the Canes again on the offensive side of things. He ties it up at one.
1: Fourth line really did a good job on this play. Um, Paul Stasny wins a battle along the wall. Uh, Jack Drury uh, is there in the middle of the ice to take the uh, the, the pass. Sort I guess it was a pass from Stasny and gives it to Shea, who's coming in, streaking down the left side, and I mean, beautiful wrist shot, glove side high, and it's one-one. Uh, but there was a there were some uncharacteristically mediocre plays tonight from guys who you expect more from. Uh, one of those players is Jacob Slavin. Uh, So on the goal that made it 2-1, Slavin picks up the puck on the wall on his way around back behind the net and is going to skate it out or do something with it, pass it out. But ultimately, he gets his pocket picked by Jakob Silverberg, who now has 17 assists in 19 career games against the Hurricanes. I think that's good. Or 18 career games. It's 18. 17 assists in 18 career games against the Hurricanes. Jacob Slavin doesn't lose the puck very often. So we're not going to bang him for it, but that's what happened. Slavin lost the puck behind the net, and Silverberg gets it in front, and Max Comtois bangs it in. So that made it 2-1, and the Comtois goal was about... Five and a half minutes after Brady Shea had made it one-one, so now we go to the second period. Sebastian Aho uh, had a had a couple of chances to score prior to this, uh, but he's sitting alone in the slot, and Aho finishes the deal.
0: Aho gets it to slaving shot doesn't get through. here! and he scores. Sebastian Ajo oh. staying. Ready.
1: Yeah, Seth Jarvis is in front. He deflects the shot. Ajo's alone in the slot. Nobody marks him. Uh, It was at that point I thought, man, if the Hurricanes could just keep the puck, not give it to Anaheim, then you have a good chance to win this game going away because Anaheim will give you opportunities. The Hurricanes have plenty of chances to score tonight. They just didn't get enough out of it. Three goals, considering the chances that Carolina had at five on five. And they had some grade A chances uh, on the first power play. I didn't really love Carolina's uh, second power play, but I think they just had the two, right? Yes, both teams were 0 for 2 in the power play. Uh, But Carolina had chances to score in the first one and just couldn't get it to go. But Ajo's goal makes it 2-2. Unfortunately for that, that good feeling didn't last very long. Because Brett Leeson tied it. Uh, Carolina tried to win a battle along the wall. Uh, Ends up being a three-on-one with Brady Shea. Brett Pesci moved up to try to win the puck. And I got no problem with Brett Pesci doing that as long as there is a forward rotating back behind the play so you're protected if you don't win the puck battle. The problem is that Kokaniemi Taravainen, and Svechnikov to a larger degree were up ice, cheating for goals. Now, I don't think necessarily Kokini, uh, Kokini and Taravainen were cheating for goals, but they also were bystanders on the play because that whole thing happens on the wall. They're waiting for the puck to dislodge, but they don't get behind the play. So there's no protection. So just on the off chance that you don't win the puck battle along, along the wall, at least you've got support. But it ended up being just Brady Shea back and Mason McTavish passes it over to Brett Leeson. Uh, and that makes it 3-2. So the good feeling lasted all of what? 40, 43 seconds. 43 whole seconds. Then late in the period, Jordan Stahl, uh, in front of the net, Brent Burns takes a shot, Stahl deflects it in, and there you go. And it's 3-3. Carolina did well to get it to 3-3, but the truth is is that they were really their own worst enemy uh, with defensive assignments today. Uh, not only did Slavin give the puck away or lose the puck, he didn't give it away. He lost the puck to the Jacob uh, J- Jakob Silverberg uh Four check behind the net. So not only did uh, did that happen, but a couple of minutes later, Slavin almost gave the puck away for another goal. The second goal, the one uh, that Silverberg took from Slavin, that's uh, there's nothing that Kachetkov can do about that one. But the overtime winner, this one,
0: Zegers will finally call for a change. And the Ducks are going to try to take advantage, as Carolina does. Pesci gets back. Shot put on the score. Coming onto the ice, Ryan Strom takes advantage of the Canes change. And the Ducks get the extra point, 4-3 here tonight.
1: Seventh goal for Strom. Andrei Svechnikov went off for a change. I'm sure he was tired, but, I mean, the puck's in the neutral zone. Where are you going? You don't have two men back. You have one man back. You just, Svechnikov just allowed a two on one. I mean, there were some strange things tonight. Some strange occurrences with the way Carolina plays tonight. Um, some quick observations. Uh, first thing, Jack Drury, this is this like the third time he's bumped up and played with, uh, played with Svechnikov and Tara Vinan on his two wings. Svechnikov on the left, Tara Vinan on the right. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that for a game or two uh, or Paul Stasny there for a game or two. I wouldn't mind any of that. Um, I wish Rod would figure that out. Yes, Perry Cote-Ginney, who has shown flashes at times of being good. Uh, I just don't know if he is. And my fear is that that line won't... You need your top players to be on the ice 18 or so minutes a night. And I don't think that they are all that enamored with giving Yes, Barry Kotkaniemi that kind of ice time with top players. So, Kotkaniemi played 11 minutes tonight. Uh, and if you think about it, and since I have it here and I am thinking about it, I will bring it up. Kotkaniemi... For somebody who's supposed to be playing with players who play a ton of minutes, Kokanee's last few games were little over 11 minutes tonight. 14 against the Kings, 11, 13 against St. Louis, under 14 against Pittsburgh. So here's a guy. Uh, he played tw- uh, like 13 minutes, 11 minutes, a couple of- few games ago. Here's a guy that is not playing well enough on a consistent enough basis to warrant any more ice time. Than that. Somebody's going to get an opportunity to play with Terevon and Tvechikov. I don't know who that is, but Rod is giving Kachetkov. Rod's giving Kokidiemi an opportunity. And yes, Barry is just not doing anything with it. Uh, I thought Kachetkov was just okay tonight. I didn't think he was good. I didn't think he was bad. He had some pretty big moments. There was a flurry at the end of regulation. Uh, he made a couple of otherwise really tough saves, but two of the four goals are stoppable goals the first one and the last one, stoppable goals. Uh, he didn't stop them. Again, not a great night from Jacob Slavin. And Marty Natchez had puck issues. And if I could just say this about Andrei Svechnikov, that's a game where you can't cheat. By cheating, if you don't get the puck, you are giving up opportunities. So Svechnikov was cheating up the ice on the goal that happened right after Ahu made it 2-2. Svechnikov is cheating up the ice, ultimately ends up in your net. I don't know what Svechnikov could have done defensively to prevent the goal other than be there. But he wasn't there. Um, so those are the issues that kind of bugged me about the game. And to be honest, Carolina got a point out of it. Could have been too because and the, uh, the Ducks aren't great, but that's just the deal. And I'm not too bent out of shape over getting a point out of a game that I kind of had a sneaky suspicion was going to be a little difficult. And I know I talked to Tripp about it before the game, and Tripp was all on board with this being a difficult game. But I thought Carolina brought effort and energy and created, but the finish just wasn't there. So with that said, we'll get out of here. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Windows. Doors, front doors, back doors, side doors, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets. They have it all. AluminumCompany.com. You can get a freedom obligation estimate right there. So the Hurricanes stay in second place in the Metro. They are nine points behind the Devils, who don't ever lose, apparently. Uh, Boston leads the Atlantic by three points over Toronto. Winnipeg leads the Central Division. I'm sorry, they are tied with Dallas. Uh, on 33 points. Minnesota is next with 28. Colorado, 23 games into the season, has just 27 points. It's a weird year, man. St. Louis is a playoff team. They have 24 points. Nashville thinks they're a playoff team. They've got 26 points. And with that said, you can follow the Canes Quarter Podcast wherever you get your podcast, whatever I just said. You can... Uh, Follow us, and it shows up in your phone automatically or wherever you get your podcast so you don't have to wonder if Gold did one because you'll see it. It'll just show up. Boom, there it is. Like a, uh, like, a, like a $20 bill on the sidewalk. That's what this podcast is worth, a good 20 bucks, maybe less. All right, we'll talk to you after the Canes take on the Islanders on Saturday. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Hey, I cause I'm yes, I do. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network.